Hello and welcome to the Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I am the Pork. I'm Blake. And this week we are joined by a very, very special guest, uh, camera sport legend, identity, now in New Zealand, ex-head of ABC Grandstand Sport, Craig Norenberg. Craig, how are you? Hello, I think legend's a little bit over the top, but I'll take it. All right, all right. And of, of course, Craig is a die-hard Bleeding green man and loves his Raiders. Yes, loves his Raiders yeah, backwards. Yeah. In the first season, I went to every single game at Seaford. I still can remember driving our car in there when you could sit on the bonnet, watching the footy. It was when footy was just pulled me in, and I became a Raiders supporter. For a happier time. I was a, a, a South simpler. Su- I was a, a South time. supporter before that until the Raiders ended, and then I sold myself. Well, the first victory was against South, so maybe that yeah. was the turning point. Yeah, that was one of <laughs> <laughs> like most kids, no, pretty fickle. <laughs> Well, that, that's a, it's all right to be. Look, the thing about a kid, you, you sort of want to have a winning side. So it was very hard when the Raiders came in to actually yeah. support them because they were losers and everyone knew them as such. And when I had my, you know, Raiders jersey on in 1982, it got ripped off my back by the big, you know, school bully because the Raiders were losers, you know. Imagine my joy when I saw him uh, up at the Raiders Club in the celebrations from the 1990 Grand Final standing there and looking at him like, yeah, you're a blow-in, pal. <laughs> yeah. You're a blow-in. I still Did think... you call him out? No, nah, just gave him the look. Just gave him the look. That's all it needed. He knew. He averted his eyes. There were, there were two games in that first year. There was the one where we beat Newtown, but we also beat the Dragons, and I'm just thinking in my childhood brain, Angel Marina scored the winning try, that I think it was the greatest moment of my life, outside of children being born and marriages. Just the feeling as a young person, I must have been 14, when he scored that try, there is no greater feeling than when, you, when your team wins. Unfortunately, there hasn't been enough this season. No, there has not been enough. There has not been enough. And we are now at season's end, Blake. We are, we are now at season's end. And, and it's been a long season, I think we could say that. It has. It has. Look, you know, a couple of great performances to, um, to finish off the season. But yeah. as uh, Josh Hodgson said, you know, the press conference after the game against Souths, it sort of made it more frustrating in some ways. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, obviously the team is capable of matching it with good sides. And, yeah, it's pretty much been... Um, Poor discipline and poor decision making at crucial times, along with a few sort of controversial refereeing decisions, have also gone against us. Yeah, but uh, that's been the difference. Yeah, it has. Um, look, this weekend we're away to the Warriors. Um, Friday night, six pm our time, eight pm their time. Look, the Warriors sort of need to win to position themselves for the finals. Um, but the Raiders have, have won the last two matches, as we've discussed, uh, really against the run of play, but by playing really good football. Um, who is this team? That yeah, who are these people? Well, they stand up. And, you know, last week they did it without Joe Tarpanay. And you think to yeah. yourself, how is that possible? Now, see Soliola, we saw, yeah. stood up and played. Incredible game. Incredible just, game. He was just Man outstanding. Yeah. Um, but can they beat the Warriors this weekend? It's possible, but I would not expect them to. Because I mean, also more to, more to play for. Exactly. I mean, so Souths, too, I guess, had more to play for. But also, Raiders' last game, they've gone away. You sort of think the preseason trip might begin. A week early. I, I don't know. I got a vibe. I, I'm I'm right. going here. I'm going here. Raiders one to twelve. I just yeah. have a feeling. Warriors can fall in a hole. They really can. They can do it. But and I, Blake I just... Blake Green's not playing, so they got Mason Lino starting at six. That that breaks yeah. their organisation up. Yeah. Sean Johnson plays in a, a dinner suit. The forward pack is average. <laughs> yeah, but they've got but the forwards. They actually no. I disagree with you there. I think they've actually got a pretty good pack. Um, but they need... The Warriors have a team that if they have injuries, they suffer. If they trot out their, their, their best 13, they could beat anyone. Even though Green's been missing, they played well last week. I don't know. I just think the Raiders, two weeks in a row that we've played really well, there's got to be a downside to it. But, of mm. course, being Raiders, we know that they're going to flog them. 
and then give us hope for next season. Yeah, it's interesting, but I guess we also have a, quite a few um, New Zealand um, background players in our we team. Do. And they do, there is a tradition that they tend to play very well. Remember yeah. Ruben Wiki, yeah. his best performances ever in green would always come against the Warriors. And I guess yeah. the players over there, you know, you'd have guys like Josh Papali and stuff who've probably got a lot of family still over in New Zealand and um, they could put on a pretty good performance, I think. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, w- it would be nice. And Jordan Rapiner has certainly, I, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be our player of the season this year. I, I, I don't... No, Josh Papali, I think, has got in the bag. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, when was the last time a player was dumped to reserve grade and won player of the year in the same season? Jordan Rapana has been consistent. But here's a stat that I saw the other day when I was digging up, artic- uh, digging up evidence for the St. George <laughs> article that I wrote about why they fall in the hole. Very I good. was looking at the hookers and looking at Cam, uh, Cameron McInnes's actual try assists and uh, line break assists. Because, as you know, the spine is all important in your attacking mechanism. Now, Cameron McInnes had three try assists and three line break assists for the whole season. Hasn't missed a match. Josh Hodgson missed the first 12 rounds. He is the leading try assister and line break assister for the Raiders with 19 and 17 of all the hookers, and he missed half the damn season. He did all, that, all of those yeah. against the Tigers when he came back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, look, look, yeah, look, and look, maybe, maybe he did. It's, but... it's a bit of a case of horses for courses, though, because some teams obviously base their attack like us around the hooker, and other teams, the nines, probably have more dominant halves than nines are more. Yeah, we don't have that. No. <laughs> well, uh, but, but my point is... In half a season, yeah. he's exceeded yeah. Ben Hunt's he's a, statistics for the whole yeah. season. He's our main man. He's the man to build the team around. And, you know, hopefully yeah, yeah. next year, you know, injury-free. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, uh, up until that knee injury, he's been a very durable player. Really? And, you know, a number of times you'd sort of see him hobble off and yeah. thought he's gone for three or four weeks. Oh, so yeah, he's, he's been gone. back the next week. Back the next week. And that's the good. frustration. A couple more wins, a couple more referee calls go our way. Yeah. Which Hodgson back. We're, suddenly we're playing well. We're looking like a team. But we're not going to be there. No. Well, but let's talk about this. Who are we on for the Premiership? Who do you think is going to win? Blake? Very hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if Melbourne won. Craig? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors won. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm tipping a storm Warriors grand final and the Warriors, the Warriors are going to win. I just think they're the kind of team that can just pull it out of the hat. Yeah, go it'd, be it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if they did. They play better away from home sometimes. As, as long as there's not another Sharks storm grand final. That's... I believe it's going to be the Sharks. I believe the Sharks are going to win the Premiership. If they win this weekend and get a top four spot, I believe the Sharks are going to win. I think they're in the best <clears> physical shape of any of the sides. Um, I think apart from the, the mini salary cap scandal, which I don't think I'm taking well, very seriously, I think they're... Um, they're actually really well placed, and none of the other sides are. No love for the Roosters or the Rabbitohs. Yeah, it's interesting. Roosters and the Rabbitohs. Look, Dylan, certainly not the Dragons. Dylan Narpa's no. out. They needed him in, so they don't really have cover for him. They could do it, the Roosters. They could mm. do it. I'd mm. see it, but they I'm not completely convinced. Souths could do it, but I'm, again, not completely convinced. And Melbourne, there's just something missing there. While Jerome Hughes was at seven and it was working out, I was like, okay, they found an answer to that Riley Jacks, Brody Croft, but now Jerome Hughes and that's the thing. But now they've yeah. moved that out. And there's, you know, what Melbourne Storm do is they they settle, they have settled combinations and they have mm. systems and they move around things. They're not the sort of team that deals with different styles and adapts to them well. That's not what they do. They might be doing it for Billy. They might that's be doing it for yeah. Billy. And so they're, they're still there. But I, I just think, I've just got a vibe about the Sharks. Speaking of the Sharks, though, like it's, 
this whole suggestion that they're five hundred thousand dollars under the cap for this year just blew my mind. Yeah, all it, it does. completely blew my mind. It's like those those are the points where you just shake your head and you think mm-hmm. this sport, the way it's Something's run. Wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at their team, you know they've, they've got players like Fafita, Moylan, Gallon, Graham, Dugan, Holmes. You know, um, Aaron Woods always come from Canterbury, and obviously they're paying like. some of their the yeah. weight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Townsend and Lewis, they'd have to be all on big bucks, but then we're the ones that have stretched the cap, which yeah. makes me wonder, um, and I've thought about this before, you know, are we just really bad at managing the salary cap and do we spread our money too, too thinly? Because if you look at the Souths, t- at the sorry Sharks team, they've got all those big names, but then they've got a whole bunch of probably no-name players mm. that aren't on much money at all. Mm. That's, That's true. Like the storm. But my, my wife pointed out something because she, she works over in New Acton, and everything's very expensive, and it's referred to as the New Acton tax, which I found very amusing. Where is New Acton? New, uh, near the lakeside? Near the lakeside. Ah, I'll tell New Acton. Yeah. Yeah. You that's, check that's, it out. Yeah, it's it's happening, like man. Upper Civic, yeah. kind of. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there's a New Acton tax. <laughs> Things are more expensive because you've got a captured market of people over there. I believe there is a similar tax for Canberra, Newcastle, and North Queensland, whereby you have to pay a bit over to get yeah. people out into these centres. And that is that really has always contributed to the salary cap problem um, that we've had. But I, I think the way to get over the salary cap, because there's always, always slurs about some size. You know, the roosters are cheating, mm-hmm. the eels are cheating, the sharks are cheating, <clears throat> everyone's always Broncos. cheating, Broncos are cheating. Yeah. The only way around this, I believe, is for the tax office to be brought in to look for undisclosed income. Now, this is what brought Al Capone down, tax avoidance. <laughs> tax avoidance yeah. is what he brought down. So if you actually are serious about having a salary cap scandal, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a system. It can't be held within the system that you're in. It has to be for the thing as that person's getting undeclared income. Yeah, but this is always this always catches up. Like you're, There's never a foolproof system because this will always catch out the creative accounting, which is obviously what's happened at, at the Sharks and the creative accounting is what happened at Melbourne with the invoicing and, you know, for yeah. for marquees and all the rest of it. But when you do have a rich benefactor like your Russell Crowe's and your Nick mm. Politis, there is nothing stopping them from taking yeah. 50 grand out of their own uh, personal bank yeah. account, inviting a player over for a barbecue and handing them $50,000 in cash. So you'll never sure. stop it completely. And that, that is true. And that is not to say those people have done that. That's just a suggestion that something could happen in that regards. We mean no disrespect to those people <laughs> or are making yes. actual allegations that they yeah. have done those because things. Because rugby league was not built on people put money in shoes in, in the dressing sheds. And we're not <laughs> saying that at all. Well, it, it, no, and, 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 and the clubs with the poker machine that yeah. plays. That didn't yeah, exist at the Queen's, <laughs> Queen Bean Leagues Club in the 80s. It That's did right. not exist. The poker machine. Although the Telegraph play. brought up the spectre of the Raiders salary cap crisis of, uh, of 1990, 91? Yeah, 91, yep. Um, but they didn't mention in the broader scheme of what's going on at the moment with the Canterbury. They never the actually moment. mentioned that the Raiders, when the full audit was done, that the Raiders were only the fifth worst people breaking the cap, yeah, and yet we the... were the side that was absolutely oh, pillory. I went to Do you know Manly. who the side was that was the worst in 1991 for breaking the salary cap? Oh, Manly. It was Parramatta, and they came yeah. last. Oh, nothing yeah, changes. Right. I went to that Manly semi-final where we beat them, yeah, and it was screamed at by these manly supporters. Cheats, cheats on the way out. Yeah. So sorry, manly. Were you wearing your uh, cam? Remember those the Camberators salary cap cap? Oh, Do you the remember salary that? cap. I and I chipped in the money to keep Mal at the club. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gave. I had no money, and I gave money to that. Right. So we got some questions, Blake. What are the questions? So, um, first of all, John Christopher, is Abby the answer at fullback? From what we've seen in the last few weeks, um, aka, is Jack going into the six? Next year. That's the first part of the question. Should we answer that first? 
I believe Jack will go into the six. I think it was more clear-cut earlier in the season that he was going to go in there. I think Arta Hingano, especially his form for Tonga when he actually has the ball in hand and the fact that he's enacted his clause to have another season, could well go into a seven and put Caesar at six and Jack would stay, go into the centres or at fullback. Um, but Jack's this, either fullback or he's six. I don't six. think they're moving him centres. I think he's fantastic left centre. I think that's what. But who oh, do you I know he's good there. Center? Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's the hard question about who do you actually shift out of the centres, um, and that's a question for Ricky and one that I'm yeah. not going to posit on. Well, that's, that's, but it, that's all the new changes. Abby's been good um, for a player who's really playing his first proper season mm. at fullback. He has shown signs that he's actually quite good. Um, he has also shown signs where he can drop the damn ball. Yeah, yes. but I and think I think Jack going into six is a defensive five. Of eight. course, um, but I also do think that anyone who runs at that hole in the line is going to regret it. Bang! Yeah, that's what he'll do. Yeah, he defensively, that's the best option. If we want to shore up the problems that we've had around the halves, yeah, he's the guy to stick. Well, with. Well, it, while we're covering Abby, um, AJ Mithen, how many steaks, milkshakes, and burgers should Brad Abby be eating during the off season? <laughs> well, pretty, much, be, pretty much all of them. They'll be doing the clay <laughs> priest and waking him up at two thirty in the morning and they'll making be, him eating high fat stuff so he can then put on some bulk. Yeah, he'll be in the AOS gym. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be doors, moving. Yeah. Oh, look, I think he was a good swap for Clay Priest. I think it was all right. Look, the other thing with Jack White and at six is he has the capacity to do the Terry Campisi. While not as large, he's just as um, fearless in those areas. Yeah. So if he runs at gaps in that particular area, um, people have to go in and tackle him because he takes two at those, which means if he could yeah. work on that little short ball that he's yeah, doing like Campisi had, all of a sudden holes come because you have to mark him. Mm. So that's where he comes in. It's a different sort of five eight. It's not the, you know, zip zip five eight. He's the. I think I think it's worth a try again. I'm in favour of the move. I believe it's whether or not Abby is the answer though at fullback in that situation. I'm not sure. No, neither do I. I still think Nick Kotrick experiment should not be dead. I think he just had a few goes, mm. and I think given a bit more time, he would be a fantastic mm. fullback. I think he'll be a fantastic centre. I think at this stage, his best value is on the wing, and that try against Souths was fantastic. Mm. I think we all enjoyed that. Um, so I don't think that's dead and buried either. It's nice to have a few options in the back line though, isn't it? Do you think Kotrick's going to stay in Canberra forever? Because because he's gonna, obviously going to become a big star and you just know at some stage the Roosters, the Broncos, Panthers potentially, someone will come knocking. Uh, yeah, no, they're going to come knocking. The player I'm I'm most worried about at the moment is Joe Tarpanay, whose contract yeah, ends at the next end guy. of next season. Great, and, he's had a great season. And, well, when he played, he there's no question though, at the age of 22... And second rowers don't get into their prime yeah. until 24, 25. Yeah, I think he is 24. I think you brought up his age before, and I think um, you've underestimated it. I think right. he is 24. He's still young, yes. though. And I think we can all see just how years. damn good he is. So um, One yeah. of my greatest surprises at work in New Zealand, I was in the newsroom one day, tapping away, and someone said to me, Craig, look who I've got. And I looked up, and there's Joe Tarpany standing there. And he is the nicest bloke. Yeah, yeah. Really nice bloke. Can play a bit too. He's a good fellow. He's right. He's 24. There you go. I'm yeah. wrong. But he's still a, he's still young. Yep. Yes. He's half my right. age. Yes. You know? so, <laughs> I like that. Okay, what other questions have we got up here? So most of the other questions actually revolve around the fact as to whether or not um, we could handle making the podcast weekly instead of sort of every two to three weeks. Well, Unlikely at this stage, I'd Blake say. Blake and I have discussed this with our partners, and they're both agreed that once the divorces go through and the settlements are through, we can do whatever the hell we want. Whatever the hell we want. So, um, 
yeah. So we're taking that one on notice, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> Not at this stage. But before the year, we actually were only planning on doing three podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It was one at the start, one in the middle, and one at the end. So we've, we've cracked out 11, so I think it's pretty good. And it was just the massive popular support, the wave of support for Blake <laughs> and the Pork. That, uh, really driven us, on. driven us to, 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 on because the people obviously wanted it. And well, it is a very competitive area. There it is. It's, 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 we've got a place up to third most popular Cambridge podcast. Yeah. And assuming <laughs> there isn't another one next year yeah. coming from the clouds, yeah. we should be able to hang on to third. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. And look, and we're the A-League podcast that doesn't fucking swear. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, actually, no, no. Nick risks uh, yeah, behind the limelight. I don't think he swears on that one. No, no. I like them all, though. No, they're good. They're, they are They are very good. Yours uh, but, is undoubtedly my favourite. Oh, of course it is. But, but Dan like from The Sportress all. also does a beauty as well, which I like. Um, but, yeah, no, no, there, there's some good stuff out there. So, um, look, let's move on now to, and there are many of them, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. And there are reasons oh, to be cheerful, people. There are reasons to be cheerful. I'll give you mine, and then Blake and Craig, I want you to give me your reasons to be cheerful. Here's mine. Heartening form from the last two rounds. Actually yeah. seeing the side... Players aside and stick together, good line speed, good defence and actually grinding out wins. That was wonderful. Holding on against the Roosters when they had every excuse not to. Really enjoyed that. Uh, Jack and Toots and Tarpanay will be back for next season. And so those holes will be gone. And John Bateman and Ryan Sutton Mm. will all be joining us, which will be great. I'm looking forward. We'll have Josh Hodgson from the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... um, to John Bateman arriving. Because A, he's come out and said that whole stuff that he had to return to Wigan... Isn't actually true. Yeah. So he's he's not just coming for two years and you know three. he's in for the long haul. Well, it was it was two with an option of three, but then Wigan said he at the end of those three he was contracted to return to Wigan, which is actually not the case. That's not the case. He just said if he goes back to England, it will mm-hmm. be to Wigan. Yeah. So it's just more of a gentleman's agreement. But I think the great thing about these sort of English players, and we've seen it with um, with Hodgson and Whitehead, is they're coming out for the right reasons. Yeah. It's not like an Australian. 32-year-old Australian player going to England yes. for yeah, a bit yeah, of superannuation. Yeah. These guys are coming out at the age of 24. They're keen, they're hungry, they want to prove themselves in the best competition in the world. And yeah. I think he's going to fit right in. Oh, yeah, and the fact we've got four poms, that's that's a culture mm-hmm. yeah. right there. In like it's Similar to the days when we would tap into the New Zealanders, tap Queenslanders. into the Queenslanders, yeah. and we can't well, do that anymore. No, exactly, so that's why we've had to go yeah. to England. And it's, it's, it seems to be a good strategy, and it seems to be you know one that we can really work with. And you know whose strategy was? It was Ricky and Peter Mulholland. So for yeah, those people having time. a go, they they did it. You know they they went and identified Josh Hodgson yeah. and chased him. No start. one's no one's saying Ricky shouldn't be head of recruitment or you know. Oh, he's uh, the right. I have, I have faith in Ricky. They should be start tapping into France as well with the success of Le Catalans winning uh, the Dragons yeah. winning and. But I don't know. Looking at that team, it looks like it was mostly made up of Aussies and Poms. <laughs> well, and Mickey McClorum, who was the player that we were denied getting hold of because we yes. didn't get any salary cap relief for our marquee Hooker. player going down injured. Yeah. And why was one of the reasons Le Catalans won? Mickey McBloody yeah. Clorum. Yeah. Thanks very much, Todd Greenberg, for bloody nothing as <laughs> usual. Well, we did get very... I think we have been very lucky with Saliva Havili, though. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, but yeah, he came along, true. but he wasn't enough to start with. Had we had Mickey... Mm. I reckon this season could have been so much yeah. different. What but, a great, what a great impact player though he's been off the oh, bench yeah, as well. Like a tank. And and yeah. it goes to show that you don't need to be as big as Shannon Boyd to run hard. No, you know not he just he just goes just as hard. But he's not as big. But having said that though, although I wanted Shannon Boyd dropped and sent on an early um, yeah, slow, yeah. you want to hit him over the head with uh, a lead pipe. Yeah, up to um, up to the Gold Coast. <laughs> 
He actually has pulled his finger out and he played quite really well has. the last couple of games. And yeah. Junior did too. <laughs> and Blake Austin last match, I think... Look, Blake has chinks in his arm. We all know that. Blake knows that. But, geez, he's having a go, isn't he? Yeah. I'd love to see him do really well in the UK, and I'll yeah, be watching, so um, I'll be watching yeah. with interest. One yeah. thing we can all agree on about Blake Austin is he's a bloody lovely bloke. I think the Raiders generally are bloody lovely blokes. Yeah, well, so, a team of good guys. So I went to, um, after last, at Sunday's game, they announced the, uh, the members... The members event, and I took my seven-year-old son along to the game, and he said at the end, "Can we go and um, you know meet the players and get the autographs and all that sort of yeah. stuff?" I said, oh, "Okay, you know if that's what you want to do." So we rocked up upstairs at the at the thing, and we joined the hugest queue you've ever seen in your life. Oh yeah, I walked through it. Yeah, two hours we waited in line, and wow. and at one point, um, one of the security people came through and said, "Look, we're going to be closing the whole area soon, so you're probably not going to get to meet the players." Aww. So then my son was heartbroken. I was like, "Well, we'll just stay and see what happens," and eventually. Um, you know, a bunch of other people just got tired of um, waiting, so they left the line, so we moved up the line that way. But it was actually mostly adults, i got to say, in the line. Not that many mm-hmm. kids. So maybe if someone's listening from the club, maybe they do have a sort of more of a kid-friendly event, or maybe they should yeah, have one. Yeah. But anyway, so we finally got to the front of the line, and all the players were absolutely lovely to him, super nice, yes. and it was a very positive experience. And up to this point, I think that he has... Um, flirted with the prospect of going for other teams apart from the Raiders yeah. has at times told me that he's a Sharks supporter or a Storm supporter oh. just, just, to get, just to get reaction I think but um, I wasn't going to inflict sort of Raiders um, sort of a, a firm Raiders identity on him because I didn't want you know him sort of suffer the way that we've suffered. It is a sufferable existence Look, especially if you're young if you're not I mean it's okay for people like us because we can still remember the good Glory times. Days. But there's a lot of Raiders fans that were sort of born... Don't know they, they yeah, ever existed. Yeah, born sort of late 90s onwards. They've never, they've never known yeah. a good time. But well. they're doing it again. And this is why, Tim, there are no, there's, nothing is given. Because remember there was the era when the, where we beat the Sharks in the semi-final here. and 2012. Yeah. And then the next season, that everybody... And that's when um, Orford came in and everyone oh, yeah. said, oh, this is the season that we're really going to do it. And we didn't. Then we go in a trough again. Then we make a breakthrough three years ago, and we all go, oh, yeah. this is it again, and then we fall in another trough. Next season, I, I have no idea what we're going to get. I've seen so many tight losses for the past two seasons. The last few um, rounds have given me hope for next season, and for all the reasons you say as well, Tim. But I don't know. As a Raiders yeah. supporter, I, I just... I don't know. Well, the tight losses have been going on since 2015. Because yeah. 2015, we didn't do that well, but we that's when we were like... We're not far away. And yep. then in the back yeah. half of 2016, it clicked. They went on yep. a run. And then this year, we've had the Hodgson you know, injury thing, which was huge. No doubt it was huge. But last year, he was fine, and we didn't yeah, do yeah, much. Yeah. No, look, there, there were issues there. But um, and the, the, obviously, the horrible record we're out to get, I think we have to score 12 points this weekend, and we will yeah. be the side, yeah, you know, the, the highest scoring <laughs> yeah. side ever yeah, but... to miss the finals. <laughs> um, and that, that's, that's a pretty bad thing. But it does point very clearly that defence is the issue. But that brings me to the segment of what grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And there are a number of things that grind my gears, <laughs> and we're talking season long here. Right. First one is, why aren't we playing in the freaking finals? That grinds my gears. We bloody well should be there. I know it. I feel it in my guts. And it's, you know, it's the last 20 minutes of games. It's yeah. those last 20 minutes of games yeah. where they blew those matches, and you just think, oh, for goodness sake, just make that tackle, give away that penalty. Do a bloody high shot. Do something. <laughs> Do something just to get through. The 40-minute players. Oh, for goodness yeah. sake. You know, you've got to be able to run 60 minutes in this match no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it, you know, the bench is over that way. And I'm not talking the bench on the sideline. I'm talking the bench for the bus that's leaving town. 
Um, that's the thing about the Shannon Boyd thing. He plays 20 minutes, even, yeah. you know, he played well against South. Yeah. 20 minutes in the first half. He's only coming back on for about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So played... is the team strengthened with Boyd gone? Yes, I believe it is. I believe it is because as much as I've loved Shannon Boyd and Junior Polo, they are 40-minute yeah. players. It'll be interesting to see what sort of seasons they have next year and whether yeah. a, a new environment, whether they will end up playing bigger minutes being yeah, I look, shape, and, and big. good luck to them I've loved them both here but we need 80 minute players and that's what we need whenever we've had an injury this year we've had to shuffle and we've put someone inappropriate in the centres or we put someone inappropriate on yeah. the wing because the, the balance of the side hasn't been well I believe the balance of the side will improve with those two gone but the other things that grind my gears is not getting the compensation um, in salary cap relief yeah. for Hodgson the marquee player you know not getting relief just so you could buy this player to make it over, showing that the NRL really doesn't give a shit whether our side lives or dies, and clearly hasn't, um, which craps me. Um, and the last one is, adding to this, and what shits me is, as I said uh, the other week, is when other people say, oh, it's because you're not this, you're not that, you're not that, and disregard the robberies. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to go through the robberies this season of matches we lost. <laughs> Round one against the Titans. The Raiders up by six points with five minutes to play. We put in a kick. It rebounds off a Titans player and a Titans player who was coming back onside in front of the person who kicked it dives on the ball in a clearly offside position. Every Raiders player puts their hands up saying he's offside, clearly was offside, straight in front of the sticks. The easiest two points you ever got waved away. They went up the other end. They scored that try off a forward pass, a blatantly forward pass. I'm sorry, the kick came through, but getting up the field for the break was a forward pass. If we get the penalty when we should have, it's two points. We're up by eight. We win win that match. The next week, Newcastle Knights, we Mm. kick a 40-20, which was absolutely brilliant. We're running down Rapana, go, Rapana, sorry, goes down, gets the ball, throws it in quickly, as is our right to take the quick tap. Tautai Moga coming back onside deliberately knocks it down. Yep. It was a sin bin offence. It was not awarded. It was an immediate tap. It was not given a sin bin. There was nothing at that. And guess who scored the try straight after that? Come on, take a wild shot in the dark. He scored the try to Moga. get the lights back in. Moga. Was he he gone for, he's he, gone for the season, though. He, he went did his knee. Yeah. But he might not have scored it, but he definitely made the break and was there and gave the overlap that was through that. Yes. So there's robbery. The next week against the Warriors... It's going to be a long list. Keep going. We are denied <laughs> a try for an obstruction ruling that subsequently has not been enforced on any other side. Yeah. And that try wins us the match. Yeah. And yet the decision goes against us. And it's completely outside what they've done. And last but not freaking least... When Ricky McFarlane puts yes. his damn flag up, yes. play stops. And people say, play the whistle. The flag, people, is the whistle. As soon as the flag goes up, it signals that play stops. It's not play on. And when Jerry Sutton sees it and puts his lips to his mouth, it means that all the players stop because they saw it as well. The fact that neither Jerry Sutton or the bunker could find any common sense <clears throat> to stop that, and at very worst say, attacking scrum to the Sharks, we made a bl- misfit, yeah. shows you... That we were freaking robbed. Now give us those four matches, yeah. and that's what gives us. We're hope. on thirty points because next season you think those results are reversed. That's an extra eight points we make it. That's yeah. right, and we'd be in the four. We say that every year, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. But that's what grinds my gears, people. That's what grinds my gears. Yeah. You need a sting that goes. Yeah. Like a oh, coffee yeah. grind or grinding gears. I oh, know we've got the Peter Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin, yeah. which He'll be the, the listeners would have heard. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought you said you're a listener. I thought you listened every week. Unbelievable Craig. liar! <laughs> Unbelievable! You can't trust people yeah, in the yeah, media. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, at the last section that we're going to get to here is we put forward a challenge. Someone gave us a challenge a few weeks ago. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Gilby Gillard, Ryan Gillard, was it? Long-time listener, uh, faithful fan. He was down in Canberra the other day and didn't look me up. So looking at you, Gilby, what's going on with that? You know, you come to town, you've got to at least, you know, look up the pork. Um, so he wanted, it might have been him, uh, <laughs> us to talk about who our favourite, our, our best 1-17 to 17 mm. Raider side was. It was actually was. Donald um, Fire Flames. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Righto, Donald. Um, so our best Raider side from 2001-2018, picking all the best players. I'll now, go first. Blake can go first. Okay. Hang on one second. <laughs> I'm ready, so I mean... Oh, okay, you can go first. Okay, I'm going first. Now, I want it noted... <laughs> that any player that I believe disrespected or let our club down has not been selected in my side because I will never call them a best player, no matter how well they played, with one exception, and there's a notable exception in here because he's just an idiot. Okay, so number one is Clinton Schifoski. Allegedly an idiot. Allegedly. I don't even think so. Allegedly an idiot. He's clearly an idiot. Number one is, and that's not the idiot I'm talking to, is Clinton Schifoski, who I thought was a great captain. I thought it was a great number one. I think it's been the best number one we've had since uh, Mullins. So so consistent. Yeah, he was consistent. Um, it was disappointing that he left. He used to get us over the line in those tight games. Yeah. Uh, look, he, he, he was a good him. player. He was a good man. Good under the high ball. Yeah, he was a good man. Great last line defence and yep, pressure yeah. goal kicker as well. Everything. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Leslie Vanacolo on the wing, you might have forgotten uh, volcano. the Volcano, yeah. but I thought he was great. I so remember. So 2001, I actually looked up this up. He played like six games and scored four tries or something. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I don't know if he... he was in 2002. No, nah, I think 2001 was his last year. No, I don't think so. I looked this up because I looked this up when I was doing this. I remember him doing a one-on-one with Gordon Tallis raging towards him. And it was only Leslie and him between the line. He pulled him down. Now, he ripped his peck open doing it, but he pulled him down. I was impressed. <laughs> Uh, number three, Jared Croker. I'm giving it... Look, he has done yep, yep, yep. <laughs> everything he yep, can. Yep. I want him at number three. Number four, I'm going to Joel Monaghan. Um, I thought he was really good in the oh, centres. Was he the idiot? Tormented uh, idiot, or is there another He one? was definitely an idiot, and, and he'll, he'll say that himself, but he's not. Um, you can't go past Jordan Rapiner on the other wing. Yep. I don't think you can. Um, Terry Campisi yep. at six. I yeah. think he's clearly been our best six yep. option yep. that we've had. Um, when you know, and, was in and that sliding doors moment, as Craig's pointed out yeah. before, of him doing his knee and that Tigers yeah. thing. If he doesn't do that, I reckon yeah. we could have won in 2010. Um, Todd Carney at seven. Todd Carney at seven. Now he's the idiot you're talking about. He's the idiot yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> because he was just an idiot. I don't think he he was gotten rid of from the club because he just couldn't control himself. Yeah, the, the difference about Todd Carney, and I guess you know, um, and why I wouldn't have been totally opposed to him being given a chance for this this year to come back. Off the drink, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the drink, yeah. he's a good guy, yeah. and he's well regarded by yeah. his teammates and a still, good team still man. Still great mates with Jared yeah. Croker. And which you can't say the same about some of the other no, that's former right. Raider, disgraced former yeah. Raiders. But he's just a guy that should not drink. No. And I've I've seen him yeah. I've seen him on the on the on the gas. Yeah. And you can see the eyes flick yeah. and the lights are on and nobody's yeah. at home. He's and he's just, yeah. Yeah. He, he loses it. Yeah. I sat next to when my son was about three, a flight back from Canberra to Sydney. Sat next to Joel Monaghan and Carney, and they were the gentlest, nicest guys. Yeah, yeah. With my, you know, when you were saying it's how they interact with your kids. Yep. Yeah, they were beautiful with him. Yeah, and, and then you see the other side of him, and you go, "Where is that creature yeah, yeah. come where from? Is, where does that come from?" Yeah. Now, so talking about beautiful people, probably the best man I've met at the Raiders and in my work in football uh, at thirteen, Alan Tung. Yeah, good guy. Heart and soul. Um, 
such yeah. a good bloke. I, 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 I don't have euphemisms uh, in order to... Whoever brought or, him into the ABC is a genius. I believe that was Tim Gable. No, that was me. Was it? Yeah. That was well, it. actually, no. It was probably driven by... I'll tell everyone the story. It was probably... <clears throat> it was driven by Tim Gable, but I had to do all the meetings and met with him. But and, and the point of my story is the first time I met him, I thought, this is a good guy. Oh, and he is. He we is had just many a coffees wonderful. at Tilly's and talked about he, what he does because it's the stuff he did off the field yeah. and now he does that. He's just... Yeah. He, right. A great bloke. But also a fantastic tackling. Absolutely brilliantly applied. 80-minute... Lock forward, brilliant. Josh Papali at 12. I don't think anyone can go past him as mm. uh, second row. Jason Croker at 11. Uh, still fantastic from you know yeah. the latter and part of the season. It was hard to believe he was still playing yeah. in the 21st century. Yeah, but he was great. Uh, Ruben Wiki at Jason at Croker, Brock. so tough. Not yeah. even a whack over the head with the star picket could stop him. That's right. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He's very good. Ruben Wiki at 10. Uh, yeah. Josh Hodgson at 9. Um, and David Shillington at eight. Yeah, I, I thought about that long and hard, but I went Shillow because I thought he was really good. I'm putting Elliot Whitehead at 14 because I think he's a mm. tough bomb. He's probably my smokiest person yeah, in I there. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Tommy yeah, Leroy good. Lars because when that Big bloke Tom. was on form, yeah. he yeah, was yeah. outstanding. Jack White at 16 because I still believe he's going to be a great. And I whacked in Anthony Milford because you know what? The kid was a talent. Sliding doors. If he'd, well, I don't know. If he'd no, stayed, I at, the if he stayed, he'd stayed at the club. Don't get Hodgson. Yeah. And we don't at the time we didn't don't get Austin either. And at yep. the time, you know, in in twenty sixteen when we were going on that great run, I thought that we'd done all right out of that, you know. All anyway. right, Blake, you're up. Okay, so Clinton Tchaikovsky as well, yep. one of my all time favourite yeah. Raiders yep. players, um, was a great player in when you look back when looking back through the sides, a pretty ordinary team, talent wise, yep. in the early two thousands. He individually won us so many matches, yeah, clutch matches. I was one against yep. the Warriors, golden point one where he kicked two field goals. Yep. Very good memory of that one. Um, Jordan Rappiner has to be in the team. Yep. I think, you know, we've had some great wingers yep. over the years. Chica Ferguson, Noah Andrew, etc. But I think he's mm. the best of the lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting, I put him in the top four. I'm not sure he's yeah. the best no, of the lot. Is, uh, Chica is, Ferguson's going to take a lot to be beaten. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Rappiner's the modern winger. I mean, Chica Ferguson wasn't making 200 metres a game from doing the tough stuff mm. out of our own end. And, and Jordan Rappiner... Puts his hand up every single time. I've go, never seen him have a bad game. Would you go Rappana or Nandruku? Rappana. Because Nandruku was pretty awesome in his, for that period until the thousand beers that he had. Yes. The King, the King O. Sorry. We've had, some, we've had some good... We've had some <laughs> really good... Anyway, goodness. moving on with my team. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Um, and <laughs> Joey Leilua. I mean, how can you yeah. break up yeah. Leipana? Wow. I mean, you look at 2016 yeah. and the great run we yeah. went on. That was largely due to those guys. That was the most glorious period we've because had Because of his since... damn brain explosions. Well, I that's still right. put a lot of 2017 yeah. down to his stupid brain explosions. I'm, I'm putting um, Joe Croker in the other centre position. Jack Whiten has to be in the team somewhere, so I'm putting him on the wing. He did play on the wing. He was good on the he wing. Uh, my halves, Campo, of course, you know, irrepressible form. Yep. Um, and then I've actually gone Milford at seven because I thought about putting Carney and Campisi together. But if you recall, Campo only really came good once once Carney left. So, you know, maybe they weren't a great combination together. And I thought having um, Campo as as the six in the organiser and Milford just playing a running seven role would work well. Then I had Ruben Wiki at one prop. Hodjo, of course. Uh, David Shillington was the other prop. I mean... I don't know how we look upon him these days, but he was very solid, very consistent, yeah, and played for Queensland and Australia yep. during that time. Um, I've put Whitehead yep. in Elliot, in the back row, and, and Papali, and then I had um, Jason Croker as my lock. Yeah, and then right. coming to the bench, I had Paul Vaughan, yep. 
Uh, Joey Tarpany, because yep. I think you know just yep. just yeah, you can sheer see talent yep. alone, he's got it in spades, mm. and and hopefully stays at the club because he he could be anything. Mm. Um, Tom Lee Road Lars again, you know yep. impact Thanks off on. the bench yep. when he was on fire on song, yep. unbelievable, Agreed. almost impossible to stop. And then I had Cesar Soliola, maybe you know right. maybe sort of you pick these teams, you sort of what's fresh in mind, and he's yeah, been yeah. very good. But just, just I'd have him in the team, and I also selected an. 18th man and this guy unluckily was 18 man quite a lot in his career and it's Alan Tung yes who would you make captain would you make Tungy the captain or do you make from the bench from the bench Uh. (laughs) during that era mine's pretty similar mine's the same there's two guys that that you haven't mentioned that that I put on my bench one was Fensum just as a good club man he can grind out 100 tackles now Josh Dugan do we find a spot spot for him? Absolutely not. On talent, you just no would he have added to the team if he'd not left? If he was, let's say, if he was a, he was a good guy, wouldn't he have added just a lot? He would have added, but he's one? not a good guy. That's, well, he's not that's a good true. guy. He has proved he's proved again and again and again he's not a good guy, and I've got no. There's, time there's for one him Josh. I remember when Josh Dugan first broke into um, first grade, and. Um, he was actually out injured, surprisingly enough. This really? Is, yeah. Last was and, he, and, he, he'd and, broken a heart string. And he was, he was hanging around <laughs> the, the TAB area where me and my friends normally congregate yes. on game day. <laughs> and I just looked across him and he was wearing his suit and I made eye contact with him and just the vibe I got from him mm. was just poisonous. Yeah. It was the most toxic. Yeah, I didn't go do. up to him. I didn't say anything. We just made eye contact briefly and just, I don't know, there was something about the guy that just really rubbed me up the wrong way. I worry about him when he retires. Yeah. I don't. Like, Genuine, as it, like, I'd worry about his how, what he's going to end up doing. Actually, I worry about people that come in contact, contact with him. Contact with him, yeah. And that, because he's, you're right. In a way that I don't worry about Blake Ferguson, who was a notable admission for yeah, my side, and, who I yeah. think had talent coming yeah, out as he, he is, did. but just seriously, he cost the club. I think he, and he, he well, I think he was led, a, led astray a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. look, I, and leader. I've said that before, but a few people I've talked to said, yeah, he was doing a lot of the leading too. So, But you've got to hand it to the pair of them. They made a great meme. Yeah, with their callers and which we'll live on. They did. So <laughs> coaches, yeah. who's 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 your coach? I've gone with Matt Elliott, and the reason why is because look again, looking back through those sides that he coached, um, talent was very thin on the ground. You know, there's yeah. when you when you there's everything. Yes, yeah. and there were a lot of just honest toilers like your Troy Thompsons, your Josh Millers, yeah. and they loved the bloke and they really played for the bloke. And look, he had a much better record than Ricky has got. In recent times, he was consistently making the semi-finals every second year, and um, 2003 we finished top four under under Matt Elliott. So I think he did a great job, and and he's my coach for this side, right? Mm. I, I, I was going to go with Henry as coach because I know he's a Queensland boy. Because because Matt Elliott was kind of he wasn't a Canberra guy, but I get that you squeezed a lot out of him. But I'm going to go with Ricky because I just think Ricky is heart and soul Raiders with. Um, but I had great affection for Ferner, but I think Ricky's the man. And I do believe that Ricky's going to lead us there. And all this pain will be Tim's worthwhile. promised us a premiership next year. Tim's I, promised us... I, I think we can... If we click and it comes together, we can win a premiership. Tim's I, promised a premiership 2019, which is a significant year because it's 30 years since our first premiership, yeah. but look, also 25 years since our last. Yeah, look, and here's the thing. I, I'm 100% Ricky. As you all know, I'm 100% Ricky. Um, I was devastated when he got booted from the club by Kevin Neal. I was devastated when mm. Bradley Clyde went with him. I was devastated at the whole thing. I thought it was dreadful when Ricky got the captaincy taken out of it, off him completely unnecessarily um, um, for no apparent reason, which was devastating to him. Um, 
But, you know, when our club's been in a big pit, you know, was it a big pit when we were motherless, when everything was going wrong, we were losing our players, who turned up? Ricky turned up. Ricky came back. Ricky is the man. And you know what? He does bleed green. He does bleed green. And I truly believe, but for some bad luck and some bad calls, mm. he's already got us to that mountain. I genuinely yeah. believe 2016, but for Jared and Joey's injuries in that preliminary final... And just a couple of rotten calls in that two-point losses. I believe we already climbed that mountain. I think we were right that year. I think he had. I think we would have lost to the Sharks. I do not believe we would have, and I don't think we would have been in there because if um, Matt Checken had sin been James Maloney for tackling Kurt Baptiste offside right in front of the sticks instead of saying play on, and we got just a penalty goal there, we win that match. I, I, and and in the prelim, also when he sin bins Jack Whiten for holding down 35 metres out from the defensive line with a full line set behind him. Yeah, what does he think it is, 2018? But yeah, what does he think it is, 2018? <laughs> he had never done that. He had never done that. I talked wow. to him about it the other day yeah. when I said goodbye to him and I raised it with him and he didn't want to talk about it. But then again, Benny Elias hits the crossbar, Wayne Pearce drops the ball... It's our payback. Yes, for, Warren Ryan for, doesn't, for, doesn't take doesn't off take Roach off. and yeah, Sirocco we're, we're, we're talking, <laughs> when Jim Courier runs down, or sorry, Andy Courier runs down that sideline and puts out that ridiculous yeah, bomb that bounces on its thing yeah. and inside, is that not the biggest piece of luck? Was, when Brent Todd throws that yeah, ball. First, first time Brent Todd passes <laughs> the ball in his life. In his yeah. life and he does <laughs> it. So he, everyone said, oh, we got yeah. so lucky. No, we got really <laughs> unlucky and then we got it no back. So, and we were the best. Well, we are overdue for some I believe, and this is why I'm on Ricky. Anyway, it's time for us to tag off because we run viciously over time, yeah. as I can notice on this. But uh, it has been wonderful uh, coming to you 11 times this season um, to, to have the Raiders review with Blake and the Pork, the third most popular Raiders podcast out there. Um, hopefully next we're season... We're number three. We're, we're number three. three. Yeah. <laughs> we're number three. Um, and it's been great. <coughs> I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, this is uh, Blake and the Pork signing off. I am the Pork. I'm Blake. And for this episode, I was Craig. Yeah, he was Craig. Otherwise known <laughs> as the hater, the suckhole, and Craig. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>